everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm John Kirkman, the host of Walking with the Savior podcast, and I'm here today with a special friend, Christy Nelson. Well, just a person I look up to. I met her two and a half, three months ago, and I've just found that this is a person that radiates Jesus Christ. She just radiates light and love. And as I got to know her, I was like, man, I got to interview you for this podcast. So, Christy, just give us a few minutes of what you like to do and a little bit about yourself that might help our audience connect with you today. You got it. So uh, most of my, well, I'm a mom of five kids and uh, my husband is my biggest cheerleader. So really my day is spent in devotion to them, yes, <laughs> really, to be quite honest. <laughs> but um, we like to, we we like to be together and just be outside. And I love my time in the scriptures. And I find a lot of um, excitement living the gospel. And as I've talked to you, the love of Jesus Christ just radiates and pours out of you. So what is, as you look back on your life, uh, what are some things that have helped build your connection, your faith, or what are some experiences you've had that have helped really strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ, your love of the Savior? Okay. Oh, John, there's so many, right? Like, where do I start and when do I finish? <laughs> you know, <All> right. like, <laughs> like, it's just if I were to take a journey back in time and think about like those seedling gears, you know, like, what impacted me the most. And when I started to find that personal connection that wasn't taught by my parents, but, um, I started to do the work to build a relationship. Um, I would say that it was in my own wilderness. Uh, when I was a youth, so it was about sixth grade, a tragedy um, struck um, our family. And it was significant enough that the rollout continued to pour out for years, mm. for years and years. And so, um, about 10 years even down the road, we were still seeking um, healing and refuge from all the trauma and difficulty that that came from that. And, um, and in those moments where I felt powerless and afraid, uh, I would study the scriptures and I would just do it on my own. And I want to be clear too, John, I wasn't a scriptorian at the age of 11, no. you know, like I'm still striving to be a scriptorian. Okay. But, but like, um, this will date me a little bit, but back in the day when there was primary, I was a Mary miss. Okay. So I, in my Mary Remind miss me, class, Mary miss is what age? What is Mary Miss? Would that be like the eleven-year-old, like right okay. before the youth program? Right, I would say eleven. So, so you're talking sixth graders. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, for those that don't know, for for those that don't know, Christy and I are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ the Latter Day Saints. That's an old program that they used to have for for children. Uh, but we, we also want you to know that this podcast is for any Christian who has faith and belief in Jesus Christ. We want to hear your stories. So, but anyway, Amen. keep moving. Keep moving, Christy. Okay. To your 10 I, or 11. 
<laughs> yes. And so uh, we would get out the scriptures to read, you know, and um, they would say, you know, turn to, I don't know, it could have even been Matthew, you know, the first book in the New Testament. And I'd be like, Ooh, are they using the small book, the big book, you know? And I would just kind of slyly glance to the side because I didn't want to be looked at as, you know, like stupid and that I didn't love Jesus because I didn't know where Matthew was, you know? And so um, when I say that, that took me to my scriptures. I mean, it took me to my scriptures. Like I started in the topical guide and I would just look up words and I would figure out like, Maybe I was needing help with faith and I'd be like, oh, Abraham, he seems like a guy that might have a story about faith. Oh, like this seems like a really big giant to slay. Hmm. Daniel seems or like, you know, like a guy that might know something about that. Right. Or David. Yeah, sorry. No David. Seems like with you. <laughs> but I've been in a den too, in a lion's den. So, hey, we can bring in Daniel. But like, I just, um, I just found that the stories of the past were my story in those moments, you know, in different degrees and in a different way, but Jesus was showing up for me in the same way. And he wanted me to knew that, to know that. And it was when I started to learn, you know, like, um, how he speaks to me is through scripture, through scripture and music. And I know that's different for all of us, you know, but he really reaches out to me through scripture and and through music. So Amen. that was the start. And I just kept going. <laughs> well, I love how you found yourself in those stories. You, you mentioned you've been in a den. You fought the giants. Oh, that's just so applicable. Can I, uh, when you look back in those moments where there are different situations that you remember oh, reaching out to him and feeling something or maybe reading a scripture story and feeling something, anything specific come to memory or certain people or. So like, honestly, so many, there isn't just one that, um, that I would identify like, as the most crucial, I guess this might be something that might be helpful. So back in the day, um, we would get, so the church produced a magazine called the Enzyme. And on the cover of the Enzyme, there'd often be like a family gathered around doing scripture study, right? Or something like that. And sometimes I felt like I didn't belong because my family didn't look like that. Now, I had parents that loved Jesus, that loved Jesus. And um, I am who I am because of great parents. And my brothers and sisters, I couldn't have been um, championed more by the Lord than through them. And so they are like huge gifts to me. But it was a mess. You know, like our, our like the everything that happened was a mess. And it wasn't a short recovery period. Like I think that... For me, the message was, don't be afraid of the walk to Capernaum. And like, what I mean by that is, if you remember the um, father that was one of Herod's officials who journeyed from Cana um, with the faith that Jesus could heal his son, right? And 
when he arrived, Jesus replied, more or less, you know, go thy way, thy, thy son will live, you know. And this nobleman believed and turn, did a turnabout, right? Turnabout. And, um, but he still had 20 miles to walk back home, mm. 20. And I think that the adversary um, tries to tempt us to believe that Jesus Jesus isn't in our story if it takes too long. Oh, wow. You know, but Jesus wins our hearts in unexpected ways. Um, And he he doesn't give up on us. And we just got to walk with him. And he'll take us um, beyond what we could have imagined. Wow, I'm just feeling so powerful right now. I mean, there's so many things you're saying that are just light me on fire. One is this idea that it might take 20 miles for you, years, like it sounds like a decade of this this wilderness. And so I'm curious, what is what kept you from giving up on God? Um, Some people want to give up on God when it's a long journey, when the wilderness doesn't just end. Right? No, like that's really true. I think that he gave me a fighting spirit. <laughs> like, no, he did. He gave me a fighting spirit. And like when I felt like um, the world and um, was trying to tear down my family, it just made me want to fight for the family more, you know? And, and instead of like crumbling, it made me want to prove the world wrong, right? That um, there's a place for the underdog. Um, There's a place for God in our mess, you know? And and we don't need to wait until it's the perfect moment to invite him in. And and to be honest, like, we're never going to have a perfect moment if he's not in it. So tell me what your... Let's talk about this walk with Jesus now, the walk with God. Yeah. You said you were, you know, in this long wilderness and you learned to walk with God and in the mess. I love how vitamin to the mess. What are some of the things you do to continue that walk with the Savior or to invite him into the mess? How do you go about doing that for you personally? What's that look like? Okay. Well, that is like such a good question. I was just like, I'm excited. I'm going to follow you, John. I'm going to follow you so I can hear what everyone else is doing. I so know. I can take I, these tips. I can't wait life. to learn from everybody. Seriously. I'm going to put together like tip list, you know, a little cheat sheet, <laughs> how to live life. But, um, uh, I think I was, uh, telling you the other day that, uh, about an experience I had with my daughter. And I guess what I would want to, I would want to say that, um, <clears throat> when things come crashing down, you know, and, and things like that, or when it's just a bad day, for me, the message is get out of the boat, get out of the boat. And what brings that to mind is that conversation I was telling you about with my daughter, Savannah. And she, when we just had it just recently, and we were talking about a class at school that had brought her to tears. And it wasn't because the teacher was mean or anything like that. It was just because of the difficulty of the class, right? The intensity of the class. 
And so she felt, Savannah felt that there was no room for mistakes, regardless of her best efforts. And um, in that moment, I felt prompted to take her uh, to Peter when um, he was in a raging storm and he stepped outside of that boat, right? Um, And I asked her, I said, Savannah, what grade would you give? Because we were talking about grades, right? Like what grade, or she was talking about her grade, what grade would you give Peter when he started to sink? And um, she wrestled with it for a little minute. And then I started to see a shift in her body language, right? You know what I'm talking about. There was a shift. And um, she discovered for herself that Peter nailed that test. He crushed that test. He got outside of the boat during a violent storm and qualified for an A, right? That alone. But then he walked on water, something that none of us have done. Um, and that too was deserving of an A. But this is the clincher is she learned for herself that for her, um, she felt he exceeded an A when he started to sink because of who he reached for. Hmm. And that sinking wasn't the problem. It was the opportunity. And so I think we just need eyes to see, right? The sinking wasn't the problem. It was the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Woo! Oh, man, I'm loving this. Hey, let's just say that again, people. The sinking wasn't the problem. It was the opportunity to reach for Jesus. Is that what you're saying? Yes! To reach for Jesus. 100%. And so the ups and downs, if it was just a constant up and we're just flying up, I don't know about you, but... My spiritual laziest week of my life was when I was on a cruise ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of boats, <laughs> yeah. I need to get off. That, I need to get off that boat because I'm like too self reliant and like, oh, I don't. You know what I mean? Subconsciously, maybe saying I don't need God. I mean, of course, I wouldn't say that, but like, man, I got this food yeah. everywhere. I got entertainment, sleep, yeah. food, entertainment, sleep, food, entertainment. And I became spiritually lazy. Um, so I was like, this isn't healthy for me. This is not healthy for me. Believe me, I'll take another cruise if you want to offer me one. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's the ups and downs. And that's so beautiful the way you worded that. So what are uh, some things you do to you know, reach for Jesus? Uh, what does that look like for you? Hey, well, I would say that my personal study in the Book of Mormon and in the scriptures condition everything I do, mm. right? Like it, um, it provides course correction, mm. the inspiration to be a, my, a better version of myself, you know, a reliance on Jesus. Um, and it helps me see beyond my own perspective, you know, not to be so myopic. And um, like, I was thinking about the Liahona. We were talking about that before we got on. So in the Book of Mormon, for those who don't know, um, there's there's a moment where um, 
Lehi and his family receive some guidance from the Lord in the form of an Eliahona. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, isn't that so beautiful that that story reminds us that God wants to be with us in the wilderness, that he wants to be with us in the journey. Like he really does. And um, I love that he wants me, you know? Yeah. And we had talked about how he provided this tool for them to succeed in their journey. And sometimes the Leahona could be the form of another person. I I see the Savior working through other people a lot. And those those like people that just come forward at the right moment, you know, and mm-hmm. or it could be something else where you you have to do this difficult thing and you don't know what's how you're going to do it, how you're going to achieve it. But you step outside, start the journey, start the wilderness, if you say, and then. Aliyahona shows up, something that was like divine. And you're just like, you look at it and you go, man, this, I wasn't expecting this. And the Lord, the Lord provided. And in like your person, podcast, John, like, <laughs> like your podcast, friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just feel the goodness. Um, I wanted to share a song with you and I'm going to ask you a question, but it's called My Jesus by, by Ann Wilson. And yeah. And I love this song. I, w- I wish I could make my pon- podcast song, but of course I don't got the rights to play it yet on my podcast. And But if any of you out there know Ann Wilson and uh, could could hook me up with some connections so I could say, hey, could I play like 20 seconds of this every episode? Because I just love this song. Here's the song. It goes like this. I'll read you the lyrics. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a link in there so everyone can go listen to it because it is divine. It is divine. Here's how it goes. It goes, are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing you down? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel the empty feeling? Because shame's done all it's stealing and you're desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Woo! He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Oh, I love it. So, my friend, tell me about your Jesus and your own words. Yes. One of my favorite names of Jesus is Alpha and Omega. Mm. And I think I may have told you that before. But I love that because he is the author and the finisher of my story. And he's the best part of my story, mm. you know? And um, there's this quote that I love. Um, Grace isn't for, just for us in the moment uh, when we feel like we're deserving of it, right? Like we don't have to qualify, I guess I should say, but it's there at the beginning. It's a booster engine to get through the tunnel. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's like God wants to be with us the entire way. And I, I don't know. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the series, the chosen? Yeah. I love the chosen. If any of you haven't today is your day because now you know about it. And I just love it. And there's this part where um, Mary is approached by Nicodemus and he wants to know how, like, like, how was she healed, you know? And in Mary's attempt to explain it, 
um, she does it in such in such a cool way. But she says, all I know is that I was one way and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. And John, he's my in-between. He's my alpha, he's my omega, and um, he gives purpose to my life and and um, cheers me on, you know, like he plans for my success. And I, I know that he shows up for me. I'm just sitting here radiating in the fire of the spirit, sister. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I just it's love it. To- uh, let me ask you this. If someone's out there going, man, I'm in a wilderness. It's dark. It's dreary. It's, I, it's, the woods are thick. I'm sinking. I'm drowning. However they portray their wilderness. Mm-hmm. What would be your, your, what would you speak to them? Hey, don't give up. You keep going. You know, like there's not, there's probably not time to share this journey of mine, John, but there was a moment in my life where I had torn um, three of my tendons from my hamstring and um, the surgery that was being recommended uh, was to drill a hole through the bone to reattach those fibers. It was a near complete tear. And um, it was really likely that I would be paralyzed after that surgery. And um, through uh, through people, right? Like through, through God lighting my path with people around me, um, we were able to find some doctors who believed that even though the fibers were shredded, even though they were weakened and there were only a few attached to the edge of the bone, that that would be enough for my body to heal. And, um, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy process. Um, it wasn't pretty the middle part of that, um, journey, but one day after sobbing, feeling defeated, you know, like some of y'all may feel, or that we all feel on some days, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My husband went around the house and he put up quotes Mm -hmm. to cheer me on. And one of the quotes he put in my bathroom mirror said, it was from Gabby Douglas. And it said, don't be afraid of the hard days. That's where champions are made. And I feel like in those hard moments, just know that it's God telling you that he believes you have more to give. Mm. And, um, we believe in you, right? Like that's what this podcast is about is like, we believe in each other because we know who we step out of the boat for. We know who leads us through the wilderness, you know, like, I mean, the gospel is joy and life is hard, but, um, Jesus makes it worth it. He brings the joy back into the story. Mm. You're just so amazing. (laughs) I wanted to share scripture. I can do all things through Christ. And then this phrase, which strengtheneth me. Like sometimes we just say, I can do all things through Christ. That, I mean, that's great. But I love the idea, which strengtheneth me. He's he's kind of implying what you've been talking about, that he's going to walk with us through this wilderness, but he's not going to take the wilderness away. That's what part of this mortal life is all about, is to go through this wilderness 
and he's not going to take it away, but he will be there to strengthen us and he will walk with us and he will carry us and he'll give us strength and he'll provide leahonas or un, unexpected tender mercies or unexpected miracles to help us through that journey. And if you, my friend out there are struggling in a wilderness, I testify too that Christ is reaching for you and he wants you to reach for him. And uh, like, like, like in my board behind me, you can do it. Never give up. You are loved. You rock. Um, you, you're the best. You know, these, these are phrases that I use with my students because I genuinely believe that Christ believes in each of us. Christ gives each of us hope. Christ instills in each of us confidence. And with Christ comes the hope that the future will be better. Even in times of death, you know, there's the hope that the future will be better because we know there is life after this death, after this life. John, he's the high priest of good things to come. He's the what? You know his name? The high priest of good things to come. Explain right? that first. That's one of explain his names. That. Like, explain that for someone who doesn't understand. He's the high priest of things to come. What do you mean by that? Of good things to come. So that's one of his names in the Bible that he's he's given. And I think that like one of my one of my um, youth was really has really been struggling, and we were uh, chatting about her struggle one day. And I said to her, I'm like. She's like, well, what studied you, Christy, and the things that you don't know? And I'm like, I was like, such a good question. And I was like, girl, this is it. Is that I believe that Jesus died on the cross, not just to spare me from the pain, which was such a beautiful gift, but also because of what he wants to offer me. And I can trust him for that. You know, the answers that I don't have, um, the things that keep hurting, you know, whatever it might be. I just, he's the one that we can confidently put our trust in. The high priest of good things to come. The king of kings. The high priest of good things to come. Like good things are going to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give me an amen, sister. Like I, good things are going to come. And with Jesus Christ, there's always hope. And I feel like when I lose hope, it's when I'm focused on this moment or this situation or my surroundings. But when I get in the scriptures and I get on my knees and I start looking to him, the hope starts to come back. And so, yeah. Christy, I just want to thank you so much. This was a beautiful, beautiful experience for me. And I want to say that we're on all the podcast applications, but we'll also be on YouTube, Walking with the Savior podcast on YouTube. I want to give a shout out to Gabriel Heaton at Modern Grace Gallery on Etsy, who provided the artwork for this podcast. I also want to invite those listeners out there who feel like you have a story to share about Jesus Christ. It could be a five-minute story, it could be an hour story, or it could be just a chat like Christy and I had about life. If you'd like to share your story, I would love to hear it. So you can reach me at thisisjesusinmylife at gmail.com. I want to wish everybody a great week. And most of all, have an enjoyable walk with the Savior. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>